Welcome to Breaking Ground. I'm your host, Devin Kolka. On this show, we meet with industry leaders in the real estate, construction, design, and business worlds. Today's guest is Alex Tunis, VP of Sales for Stealth Air. Alex and his team has transformed the surveying industry using drones and modern technology, and we're really excited to get him on today. So Alex, really excited to have you on the show. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. It's so going to be met, a good time. We met a bunch of years ago. Uh, I think uh, I was like one under, you were one over on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. The scores may be a little tweaked there, but we, uh, we had some fun on the golf course as we always do and everything. Good place to be. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you are definitely an up and comer. I mean, you have worked your ass off to get where you are but your future is incredible. I know you have this new gig going on with uh, using technology for surveying. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Sure, sure, sure. So uh, the company is called Stealth Air Corporation. I'm the vice president of sales there. And what we do is we acquire the data for surveyors. And by doing so, we're able to speed up the process in the survey or on the surveying end by an exorbitant amount of time. So instead of having all the clients out there wait anywhere from like 10 to 14 business days or so for a survey to get done, we're able to perform the survey in anywhere from five to seven business days. And if they use a rush order and everything, we can sometimes get it done in about three. So accuracy is really important in surveying. Can you tell me a little bit about how accurate these drones are? Yeah, um, accuracy is definitely one of, if not the most important variable about surveying, right? Uh, it's very important um, for the banks and then everyone else to really know where the property line is. You know, I say the banks because most often than not, someone's getting a mortgage when they order a survey. When it comes down to accuracy, we originally realized that we could do surveying about a year and a half ago. We really fine-tuned our process as well as, uh, you know, the technology. And after about six months, we realized we could really do it not only well, but better than surveyors. After realizing this, we um, reached out to a couple different surveyors on Long Island, and we were only accepted really by a few, just because when you're disrupting an industry that much, no one really wants to listen to you, just because when they hear about a new idea and something that really has never been done before, they just, they don't believe it. Uh, we approached one surveyor, and we ended up working with him on 50 different surveys. And the way that we did this was he performed the 50 surveys the way that he normally would. And then we did the 50 surveys as well using our method. And we found that 50 out of 50 times, we were not only closer to the monuments, but closer to the property lines and boundaries as well. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, uh, it's the future of surveying and we're very excited about it. And, and I continue to give you referrals because I'm a big believer in uh, using technology to uh, create better efficiencies in our everyday work life. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, time is, I think, one of our most valuable assets that we really possess. And when you can speed up everyone's uh, deal process and really, you know, close everyone's deals faster and get, you know, first-time home buyers into their home sooner, it's a win for everyone. And it's not like we're increasing the cost for the client at all. As a matter of fact, um, the larger the property is, the more savings we're going to be able to offer our clients. So especially for developers or really anyone that's dealing with large pots of land, I'll give an example so everyone understands. Uh, we had a client out east, I think it was anywhere between like 18 to 22 acres or so. She had to sell the property, so she had to get a survey done. Uh, or the buyer rather had to get a survey done. 
Now the deal was going to fall through because the buyer couldn't find a surveyor to get the survey done for anything less than about $22,000, $23,000 or so for the whole entire job. We did the job for about $9,000 in less than half the amount of time that the surveyor originally quoted them. So not only is it faster, but it's actually a lot more affordable as well on a larger scale of things because it's not taking six or seven men out there multiple days to get a survey done. We have one pilot go out there and fly the property anywhere from 60 to 180 minutes, and then we go back and get the rest of the survey done in the office. Huge savings, better uh, accuracy. It sounds like you have a win, and I'd love to see where the, the company continues to grow. I'm gonna switch it up on you because I know you are somebody who loves to watch the market. Uh, <laughs> right now, oh, we have uh, a pretty crazy time in the market with the What's coronavirus. What's today? Today's uh, you know, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, everyone's coronavirus. got some bad luck. Coronavirus. What do you think the market is going to do in the next coming weeks? Listen, I don't, uh, I don't know what the market's going to do, and I don't think anyone really does. Um, over the past couple of years, I've really grown fond and intrigued by the market, so I've you know, tried to get close with as many individuals that I know that are not only you know, behind the scenes on the market, whether they're on the floor, they own their own brokerage, but just really that anyone that trades, because it's always really good to get multiple perspectives from a lot of different angles. And, the one thing that I realized over the past two years is that everyone was saying that a lot of stocks were really overvalued. And I know that this is definitely more so than a crash than an adjustment, or I would say a, you know, a reset. However, um, I, a lot of people are excited about this in the trading world and everything, but unfortunately, you know, due to the virus and you know, market conditions, a lot of people are losing out on a lot of money because they're not traders. They just have money in their 401k and in a lot of stocks that they went long on. So it's a, uh, it's a mess right now, but you know, who knows what's going to happen and everything. I would definitely be a fool to say, you know, one thing's going to go up and one thing's going to go down, but uh, you just have to look at it uh, day by day and really just make adjustments to your portfolio. And, and the market is definitely unpredictable, so Absolutely. I, I appreciate it. I wish it was predictable. It, I, I wish <laughs> it was. We'd all be uh, pretty wealthy. But, you know, there definitely is some opportunities right now, I feel like. You know, I'm watching uh, a Disney, and, and Disney <laughs> just sh shut down. And, uh, you know, Disney's not going anywhere. They're a mm -hmm. conglomerate. They are massive. If the world ends, they're still going to be in Disney. Are there any other stocks that you've been really watching that you want to share? <laughs> um... I'm not going to share any stocks because if I do and someone loses money, then that's my that's my uh, that's my saying and everything. I like that too. Um, and don't but I, it's to funny Disney. that you mentioned Disney and everything because uh, what was it? Two days ago, my buddy texted me and he's like, "You know, Tunis, we have to buy put options on Disney." And I'm thinking about it and I try and figure out where his head's at and everything. And it finally occurred to me before he could even text me back that because of the virus no one's going to go to the parks. And not only are the, no one going to the parks, but the parks are going to shut down. So we bought put options on Disney and uh, came up on top and everything. So that was, that was fun. But um, it's, a, it's a crazy market right now and everything. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, to be honest. Like, that's, uh, I'm not an expert trader. Like, I'm just trying to uh, learn, really. Of and, course, um, of course. And, yeah. and, I mean, it's definitely uh, a crazy time period. I don't think the world has ever faced anything like this in, in our generation and certainly um, in, in the past we've, we've had uh, pandemics like this but sure. it's affecting everyone. I really do feel bad for um, obviously those that are sick, those that are close to those that are sick but you know I've, I'm a big sports guy and 
the sports world has just been completely shut down. Halted. Um, it's like it's non-existent. It's non-existent. And I look at uh, people like, you know, the NCAA basketball tournament coming up. Mm -hmm. You have seniors that have been working their entire life for this opportunity, and it's stripped away from them by something that's out of everyone's control. It's, it's unfortunately so terrible. And, you know, we can even talk about the repercussions beyond that, right? Like, all of the individuals that work for, like, let's say sporting venues, like, what are they going to do? You know, like every individual that works for, let's say, MetLife Stadium or Yankee Stadium or the Garden or any large event. Like I heard they shut down, I think, Jacob Javits Center, um, you know, New York City, half capped uh, capacity and everything at all restaurants. It's uh, it's something no one, you know, we really haven't seen it before. I wouldn't say, you know, anyone because I can't speak for everyone, but um, definitely not, you know, within our generation, I would say. But I will say that, um, you know, humans and, you know, our society, we've overcome much, much worse. So I think that, uh, you know, we should remain strong, you know, have everyone's back and everything and really just prevail because that's all we can do. And I think people are starting to come together, um, which is great. We don't see as much, you know, Republican versus Democrat, at least the past week or, or two. I haven't seen Trump's name in the news over the past week. And I think that's the first time since I would say the past six years that his name hasn't been on the news every single day. So. Uh, it's um, definitely changing everyone's perspectives a little bit and showing you know, everyone really you know, what's important and what's not important. And you know, uh, it's just unfortunate. I don't wanna make any light about this situation whatsoever because there really isn't anything too good about it. E extremely unfortunate. And I know you're uh, very involved in the Long Island real estate market. Do you see it affecting um, real estate on, on Long Island. That's going to be interesting. I don't know if a lot of investors are going to be moving their money around as much, especially considering what's going on with the stock market. Um, with that being said, uh, I don't know what that's going to do to property values. Um, you know, when I think about it in my head right now, property values, you know, I would think may go, I don't think it's going to do anything on Long Island, but just from an economic standpoint, you would think that the asset value would go down a tiny bit only because the individuals that were really hoping to sell within a year or so, now they're not going to be able to sell and maybe their tenants have to move out because they can't pay rent. So now their asset value may, or their asset income may be a little bit lower than they were normally expecting. So because their income's lower, that means their asset value's a lot lower and uh, that unfortunately could be a real serious problem. However, you know, what I've learned is that the Long Island market is extremely strong uh, in terms of real estate. And I don't think that we're going to see too much of a hit because of this and everything. Stock market, def I mean, we've seen it firsthand and everything. But uh, real estate market, I don't see taking too much of a hit, unfortunately. So you've been a broker for, for many years now. Uh, is there one particular asset class that you really like to uh, get involved with? Sure. Um, I just love commercial. You know, I don't really like dabbling in the residential side of things. It's just way too emotional. You know, I don't want to deal with a, uh, a married couple or, you know, an individual complaining about the closet size of their bedroom and how much they should be paying for that and everything. I like to deal with, you know, people that deal with businesses. Uh, I like to deal with individuals that are very analytical. They like to work with numbers. Uh, that's how I work, really. I like to use numbers to justify not only in investment but you know they're they're a reason to purchase it and and for the listeners that uh, are thinking of becoming a broker sure. what, what do you have to say to them um, it's not something that you can do and then do something else you know I noticed that there are a lot of individuals who are like hey I'm gonna go get my real estate license but uh, I'm gonna be a bartender and then I'm still gonna work you know my day job as well and everything like 
it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah, maybe you'll sell like a house or two and everything, but like to make it a career out of it, like no one's going to think of you as a real estate person. They're just going to think of you as, you know, your name and you do a couple of different things and you got your license. You really have to, I would say, dedicate yourself to the craft. And I feel like that's a lot of careers. I mean, if you're not putting the time in, if you're not grinding, you're never going to make it. Absolutely. That's every career. You know, I think there's 28,000 uh, Long Island uh, sales agents and everything, or say, Long Island real estate salespersons on Long Island. How many of them make more than, I would say, $75,000? Yeah. It, Probably it, less than 5%. It takes a lot of hard work. Yeah. Uh, you obviously know that because you've been, you've been working since a very young age. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of the projects your family have going on. Sure. So, um, you know, my family's in real estate development. Uh, they build 55 and over communities on Long Island, and um, we're actually going to start building a couple of different apartment communities on Long Island. We uh, broke ground recently on a uh, small job in Port Jefferson. We're going to be building some apartments next to the shipyard down, uh, down, down Port Jefferson, and uh, we're really excited about it. No, and it's exciting to see these projects uh, come to fruition. I know the approval process is often a very long period. How do you n navigate the waters of, of Long Island municipalities? Um, I think when it comes to the development process and dealing with all the municipalities, it's really just a matter of patience. And uh, you have to not only make sure that the product is right for the, uh, for the local community, but for really you know, yourself and the town and you know, everyone involved. What do you like to do in your spare time? I know we met golfing. Are you still sure. golfing these days? Still love to golf and everything. Um, I love to eat. Like to work out and everything. Obviously, uh, can't really do that all the time every day. But uh, I would say golf. Love to travel. Not going to travel anytime soon with the coronavirus. Uh, love to play sports. And I guess we have to start playing more sports because we can't watch sports. Um, yeah, just like staying active, you know. Love snowboarding. Love skiing. You know, wintertime is really I love snowboarding. Summertime find me on the golf course. So one of my favorite parts of the show is when I put my guests on the spot. So I'm right. going gonna, gonna to give on you spot. A, a question you got to answer right away. Right away. Favorite sports team? Yankees. Come on. Favorite cut of steak? Ribeye. Favorite sushi restaurant? Oh, I can't give that one out. <laughs> that's, that's, the that's the first thing I, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. That's the first, we can't edit that out either. I would, uh, I would say, uh, well, Kotobuki right here in Hot Pog. It's a good choice. Um, <laughs> favorite movie? Favorite movie. Goodfellas. Not Bronx Tale, huh? You haven't seen Bronx Tale. I haven't seen Bronx Tale. Oh, we talked about Bronx this Tale. earlier, ladies and gentlemen, and this is just so disappointing. But we're going to make sure Devin watches Bronx Tale. Uh, so, so, Alex, what are you most excited about for your future? For my future, um, I would say uh, I just like, uh, I love developing, not like I love developing. So I'm really excited to, you know, build a lot of real estate projects, whether it's multifamily, industrial, love to build a skyscraper one day. I think that would be really cool. See what happens. Great. Well, so those are some great answers. Hopefully the Yankees can bring home a series this year. This year, this year. Leaving the audience with one last thing. Why is your company breaking ground? You know, I would say my company is breaking ground because we're really doing something that no company has ever done before. You know, we're really getting surveys done in between three to five business days. And if you talk to anyone in the industry that has to order a survey, people are waiting anywhere from seven to 14 plus business days for a survey. Not only are we saving clients time, but we're saving them money as well. So when you can do that, you're, you know, you're going to be very successful and you're going to be able to help a lot of people out. And that's what we're looking forward to doing. And saving time and money is the most important thing to people. So keep doing what you're doing. 
Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank and, you. And we'll do it again. Looking forward to it, brother. Cheers.